course, the Indianapolis Colts tied. They tied. Oh, my goodness. They were about to. Everyone who picked them in the Survivor League did lose, right? Because if you tie, you don't move on because it's not a win. Or if you have a mulligan, that counts as your strike against. But don't worry about that because last year I got the mulligan in the first week and I went on to win. I was on the Rams this week again, too. Uh, so I'm trying to do replicate that again this year. Uh, holy crap. But I, I told you, I'm cursed. Boston College, we'll get into that in a little bit. Just a no-show in Blacksburg. It's worse than I thought. Uh, the Colts, <laughs> I mean, they're the most public survivor pick. Boom. But, you know, I'll take the tie. I'm so down bad right now with BC. Uh, really, that's the I mean, that's BC football's my strongest alliance. I, I bleed maroon and gold. It's been, you know, devastation for so long. I've loved the program for so long since Matt Ryan, since I fell in love with it, you know, from the glory day, so to speak. If you could call those glory days, us being ranked number two for one week, but that's number two in the nation. And we'll take that uh, for a college out in the northeast of, uh, in the city of Chestnut Hill. But of course, yeah. So the Texans, you know, luckily. It's a tie. The AFC South looks terrible as we dive right into the NFL. Um, you know, Matt Ryan's Matt Ryan. Uh, he looked very, it looked like he was in a new offense. It looked like he had some nerves. If you can have nerves in your age 37, what, 38 season. Um, you know, I think it's fine. That, that's the beauty of the NFL is you can have losses. College, you can't, right? You need to basically, unless you're in the SEC, you got to run the table or have one, maybe two losses. Uh, NFL, you could take a tie. Ties are very valuable when it comes to division standings. Um, and that's a division game, right? Jacksonville looks terrible. Um, where am I missing here? Tennessee loses to the Giants at home. Uh, crazy. So, I, I mean, you know, the AFC South clearly still cheeks. I'm not too ate up about that. But now they head to Jacksonville again, public. Can they, you know, is it another tie? Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Colts almost letting me down, but, you know, valiant fourth quarter. I mean, damn, they nearly did it. Kickers. What the hell was going on with kickers? I, I always say I hate kickers. I've been saying that for five years now, and they just keep having weeks where they trend because it was ridiculous how many people were booting at the Steelers-Bengals game. Uh, you know, Young Way Koo is actually a really good kicker for my old team, the Falcons. Uh, he had a long kick missed Falcons losing the most Falcons way possible. Thank God I left that behind me, you know? Okay. I got the tie, but at least I didn't have the Falcons having a 97% chance up three scores in the fourth quarter to win. It was like Super Bowl all over again, Arthur Smith. It, it's not just Dan Quinn and Kyle Shanahan. It's something about that water, that city, uh, you know, that team, that franchise, Arthur blank. It's ridiculous. How did they lose that Saints? Shout out my boy, Christian Verde. Uh, you know, getting the dub there for the city of New Orleans. So good on them. Um, I think everyone's looking up at Tampa Bay, though. But yeah, crazy. Michael Thomas, my arch nemesis. I guess he is back, right? He had a couple of touchdowns. Uh, another hot Jameis start. You know, we were chanting MVP this time last year, um, but the Saints getting the road dub. You know who didn't get the road dub? Trey Lance. Oof. Um, but look what they were playing in. They were playing in a pond. Uh, the Soldier Field, the new Chicago plans, or Arlington Heights plans, I should say, the Dome, uh, being unveiled a week, two weeks back. And then you literally see, oh, yeah, we. Uh, that's why we need that. Uh, is Justin Fields good? Is Trey Lance bad? I don't know. That was a crazy game to play in. 
I had a rough weekend. Bears plus six and a half. A lot of my buddies, Bears fans, albeit uh, cash those money line tickets. Uh, so that was a big upset, right? And good thing they got Jimmy G, I guess. But that can't be good for, I'm halfway kidding, but that can't be good for Trey Lance's psyche as a young player. His first, you know, he had to deal with that. Tough go. Um, you know, and look at that draft class now in hindsight. Does Mac Jones look any better? You know, that was the whole debate. They're trading up for who, Trey or Mac? Um, and Mac in Miami, you know, not great. Was he injured? Well, he did get injured late. And then now those x-rays look to be normal, I think was the quote there. Um, you know, interesting to see how that draft class, we're always laughing at Winston and Mariota. They're actually still starting. Mariota had an okay game fantasy wise, I guess. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm interested to see down the line what the quarterback class from that year is going to look like. Um, some really bad throws from fields too, but then he also, you know, had the couple of touchdowns and led his team to a victory. I guess that's all that matters, right? In week one, Bears fans loving it week one. Well, speaking of Miami, Tua was solid. You know, credit where credit's due. Pat's underperforming Miami again. That's four straight wins for the Dolphins in that matchup, which is kind of crazy to think about. Pat's fans kind of getting a little bit worried. Um, you know, Tua, can he keep it up? Tyreek Hill, new zip code. He looks, you know, a lot of people are saying maybe it's a down fantasy year. Tua, big year for him to prove the doubters wrong. And off to a good start. They get that home win decisively. Defense looks strong. You know, Brian Flores was a defensive coach and he leaves and it looks like the defense was still stout with uh, without him as well. Um, my goodness, you know, again, Vikings fans. I've been a doubter, but that was a nice performance. I, I would almost, you know, I don't want to, you know, take the easy way out, but I'm more surprised out of that game about what the Packers look like. You got the rookie dropping a sure touchdown from Rodgers. You got Rodgers running for his life. Uh, nobody to throw to Randall Cobb, nothing. Uh, Sammy Watkins, barely anything. Lazard was out. Uh, can, you know, remember last year, week one, he was bad. He went on to win the MVP. Is this going to be the same thing? They come home. They're huge favorites against the bears. Uh, we'll see if it's just a flash in the pan week one disaster in Minneapolis and the Vikings have a test at Philadelphia where we'll learn a little bit more about them. But I know the, the one of the best stadiums and home fan bases in the NFL, Vikings home too. And uh, that place was going crazy yesterday. Paul Allen, one of my favorite listens to uh, on the radio for Sports Talk and for his play-by-play, -play, just great to listen to. Uh, and he gets jacked up for this team. And they're off to a 1-0 start. And to give it to the Packers is always extra sweet for them as well. How about uh, our old NFC North friend, Mitch Trubisky? He got, he got the win. Okay. He threw 38 times and he had 194 yards. Steelers are going to be a 500 team. That defense plays. Trubisky has led a team to the playoffs built this way before. Bears fans remember. Um, you know, so they take out the Bengals. The Super Bowl hangover is real. Uh, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, dear God. Those two are uh, the most dominant receivers in the NFL, easy. They put on a show. Uh, Jamar Chase, one of the greatest non-touchdown catches ever. It was out of the most uh, like crazy incomplete pass uh, caught ever by Jamar Chase. Uh, Man Campbell loses another close game. Sebastian Urban, you'll hear from him all season long here. Uh, he loves his Eagles. He uh, loves a week one victory. 
lines just they're cover machines that just can't win hard knocks i didn't even watch it this year the covid year ruined that series for me even though it was great um i don't know if it was good this year or not with the lions but philly nearly blows it they they win and again they've got the vikings lions are favored this week against the commanders which i can't believe more on that in just a bit uh this is lost in the past already because you know we live in the immediate moment but all the way back on thursday i don't know how you're stopping josh allen it, it is cra- how tall and it, like Lamar Jackson's one thing because he jukes everyone out of his shoes. Josh Allen's doing that. And he's also bowling you over because he's stout. He's thick. He's tall. Uh, and he's not afraid to take contact. That's the Rams defense. He did that too. Against Super Bowl hangover. But I was thoroughly shocked and impressed with the bills. Again, they've never won a fran- uh, Super Bowl in franchise history. They went to four straight Super Bowls and lost all four. Um, but they're the Super Bowl favorites this year. And they backed that up on Thursday. Jets stink. What are we doing there? I know it's Flacco, but that's they're so bad. That franchise stinks to high heaven. Commanders were my pick of the week. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, going into Ricky Larson, who we're going to hear from again for some fantasy football in his weekly hitter. I went on his show to talk some betting lines, and it was the Commanders and the Rams for me. So I split. Um, but the Commanders nearly pissed it away. Carson Wentz, again, he's an upgrade at quarterback. They've got receivers. If Curtis Samuel can stay healthy, that why can't they win the NFC East now that the Dallas loses Dak Prescott? Um, I think that's going to happen. I would, if I'm the Eagles and I'm Eagles fans, I would be weary of the Commanders. Uh, yeah, so that's the that's the game where the Lions are favored in. I, it might be my back to back pick of the week. I got to tell you that. I've been laughing at Matt Rule the Panthers uh, for quite some time. Of course, I'm getting, I've been getting a shit ton of spam calls this entire week. Sometimes they just flare up. Um, Absolutely ridiculous. Um, Where was I? Oh, yes, the Panthers. Matt Rule, David Tepper, the owner. These guys have been a bunch of clowns from the get-go. They are favored huge. They lose to Jacoby Brissett and the Browns. Of course they did. Um, that was, I, my teaser was toast, but that was one of them that was like, okay, that was an easy win. Steelers were the other one. Um, Jacoby Brissett at home. No, sorry. That's where Carolina lost. They lost the home game to Jacoby Brissett and he threw it for 34 times for 147 yards. Uh, that is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. How did you lose to that? Of course they did. Baker loses. They're crying foul for the penalty. Cause of course they are Carolina joke uh Barkley goes off you know my my whole shtick from last year he, he's uh he's toast he's toast he's done he's not good big game I think that's a little bit more about Titans not being good this year I think it's gonna be a rough year in Tennessee Harold Landry Boston College legend I would argue um good defensive player in the NFL lose him in training camp and it looks like it's hurting that defense Giants fans they're hype that fan base is uh, New York. They, you know, Knicks fans, they storm Manhattan after they win game one against the Hawks and then get gentlemen swept 4 1 right after that game. Game one, they're liking their Giants and their new head coach. I think that's more the Titans are in for a disappointing year. Chiefs, damn. Cardinals, damn. Yeah, Chiefs look freaking good. They diced up the Cardinals. Cardinals look pretty weak. Uh, you know, was that just one week? I guess we'll see. Um, Cliff King, Kingsbury might be on the hot seat. Kyler Murray talking more about his contract more than his play. A lot of his touchdowns were in garbage time. Buccaneers. Damn. Cowboys. Damn. Dak. Jerry. Mike McCarthy. 
Bucks just repeat. Julio Jones, of course, he's going to go get a Super Bowl. It's going to break my heart. You know, I'm kind of hating on him since he left the Falcons, but I guess now I left the Falcons too. So I got to root for the guy. Had the hell of a catch. Legend. Uh, you know, since his days at Alabama, and he's a pro's pro. So, of course, Brady's, uh, even though he had a dud fantasy week, uh, Buccaneers look as potent as ever. And, you know, that opens the door for the NFC East. Giants fans are probably salivating too. Eagles, you know, everyone except the Cowboys, basically. Matt Doss told me that Dallas Sports Talk Radio was a must this morning. I'm sure it was. Um, okay, let's take a look at Monday night here. As we've got one last game of week one, Broncos. Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll revenge game. They're in Seattle. Let's talk about it. Public's all over Russell Wilson and Denver, not only tonight, but all season. I never like being on the public side, and lately it's been hurting me. I've been cold, um, at least for this week. We'll see. We keep on. We lick our wounds. We keep on going. But Bears and Giants, those were the two outright underdog caches. Um, They were both in kind of the bottom 10 of the league, right? We can all kind of collectively agree on that. And they won outright against, eh, you know, solid teams. Can Seattle do the same tonight to Denver or is Denver better than the Niners? You know, where are you at on the Niners Titans? Where are you at on the Titans? Both perennial playoff teams for the last couple of years. I guess we'll find out tonight. All right. I want to do this segment kind of recapping quickly on Monday fantasy boomers and busters, you know, not typically like the guys that are supposed to be there, but guys that maybe weren't on your radar having a great week, guys that should be there having a terrible week. So let's start a quarterback. Wentz. Yeah, baby. Carson Wentz, uh, the Wentz wagon. Famous Jameis. Those are my fantasy quarterback boomers of the week. Uh, Busters, Brady. I mean, just one of those games where he just didn't have to do anything. Very frustrating quarterback, I'm sure, at times to have on your roster. Stafford, I have him in one league. He was disappointing. Couldn't do anything. His arm looks, you know, I might be looking to the waiver wire if I'm a Stafford owner. Lance, you know, I was only drafting Lance if I was going to quarterbacks, which I typically don't do. And, um, you know, he disappointed in week one. Again, it was a rain slot. It was a monsoon. It was a monsoon at Soldier Field. What do we make of it? Rodgers, I have in a league. Yikes. Also putting me a little bit on alert where I'm like, holy crap, he's not going to have anyone to throw to all year. Boomers for, I just got one for running back. It was kind of a weekday or a week, yeah, weekday for the position, I thought, overall. Hilliard, I don't know what to do. The the second, the third guy for the Titans, he was big in the receiving game, had a couple of touchdowns. He's your boomer. And, of course, uh, Derrick Henry, your bust. Zeke, bust fantasy-wise. Uh, Kamara, how about Travis Etienne? Oh, he's gonna go off this year. Uh, it was James Robinson, actually. Uh, I guess you could throw him in a boomer. I just got one for receiver as well. It was kind of just the chase to Jefferson, Michael Pittman Jr. Shout out Colts, uh, and shout out uh, Ricky Larson's pick, uh, kind of highlighting him this week. So we'll get some more advice from him coming up on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, Devin Duvernay, the Texas guy, I don't really know how to pronounce it, but uh, for the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, he had a couple of nice catches, touchdowns. Uh, Boss, how about Kadarius Tony? Giants got the win, but this was a guy that was supposed to have a breakout year. Dud, week one. We figured Amari was going to lose some value. Dud. Uh, I mean, freaking Brissett threw for 147 yards. Lamb, his value tanking. Cooper Rush, next man up. 
And Adam Thielen, tough. You know, I get it. Justin Jefferson's an absolute beast. But, you know, Thielen's been great, and he's probably just lost a step. Age happens. Um, you know, and I he's he was my flex position play, and, uh, you know, he might be moving my bench. Tight end to round us out. O.J. Howard, he only had two catches. Both were touchdowns. All right, this is such a weak position, tight end. Taysom Hill was barely rostered. What are they, all of a sudden, yeah, it's Jameis' show. I guess it was, right? But, damn, they're still using Taysom Hill. Uh, he's only listed as a tight end now because they're still using him as that kind of Swiss Army knife, really not throwing much anymore. Gerald Everett, I'm targeting him on the waiver wire for uh, – he's now the Chargers. He used to be with the Rams, so he just swapped jerseys in the same building. Duds. Or bus, Gasecki trending down all the way up until kickoff. I'm like, what's going on? He's, you know, he's due for a good game here and there. He's got the talent. He's got the build. Nothing. Speaking of promise, but never production, David and Joku, another terrible year. Kyle Pitts, you know, a little shot at my Falcons uh, team there of old. Uh, maybe he's a bust. Probably not, but uh, he was a bust in week one. Um, all right, looking ahead to week two. The NFL, I'm already thinking about week two, baby. I cashed my daily fantasy pool of the week, little payday there, and uh, looking forward to this week. So let's talk about it. All right, again, Monday Night Football, we're going to enjoy that tonight. Thursday Night Football, we're in for a treat. Chargers Chiefs at Kansas City. Uh, that's going to be awesome. Pats favored at Pittsburgh. Is that your trap game of the week? Did the Pats bounce back? Pittsburgh a letdown? Or the, are they for real at home? This is where you, I mean, it's the Jets, but the Browns touchdown favorites at home. <sighs> so no Wilson, right? Is it going to be Flacco again? Okay, I'm about to hammer Commanders this week. Lions minus two at home. I'm not about it. I'm not about it. Maybe I'm a total fool. Uh, and maybe I'll, I always wait until kickoff to see if anything changes before I lay, lay any bet. Uh, first pitch, et cetera, tip. And, uh, but I am keying in on commanders plus two on the road at detroit uh cards plus four and a half i like them against the chiefs ate that one their teaser didn't even come close at las vegas both teams on a bounce back give me kyler maybe who do i trust there i really don't like fucking uh kingsbury all right well you know who i really don't like the awful scott frost coaching era at nebraska has come to an end Ever since he lost to Troy year one and I was back in South Dakota doing Fox Sports Radio, I was never a buyer on Frost at Nebraska. Just didn't think it was – he was just losing so many games. He was losing so many games to terrible teams. Um, never a winning record. Losing all the close games this year. People are going, oh, he's going to do it. This is his break year and still sucks. Loses to Clay Helton and Georgia Southern in Lincoln as 20-plus favorites because, of course, he does. Uh, Frost, another $15 million richer because Nebraska could not wait any longer. I mean, they could have, but no, they couldn't. I mean, it was like, my good. I would have cut the I, – I was looking back, and it's like I usually have a short leash with coaches, especially when I don't see uh, progress. And I don't know if I would, you know, I thought I wouldn't have given them this year. Here's what was so shocking to me. And this is just where Nebraska leadership overall, just I have zero faith in whoever they choose going forward. They gave them the, this extension that they're going to give them the $15 million buyout. I mean, they literally screwed themselves. They gave him this extension after he was eight and 13 toward the end of year two. 
what are we doing there? Uh, that was, I would not want, you know, it's okay. Give him some more time. Don't give him an extension at eight and 13. That was dumb as all hell. Um, and again, that's where I, you know, athletics in general, look at their basketball program. They go out and get Fred Hoiberg. That's been a disaster. Nebraska athletics has been a disaster since the Osborne era. Uh, I mean, like they still had the, that. Everyone brings up Bo Pelini. That was, I would take that as a Boston college fan. Um, but now it's like, oh, it's hit a new low for this team and for this athletic program. But speaking of new lows, I can't hide. Boston College, they're going to win two games this year. I I don't even know why I turned it. I still get. I still watch the games. I knew exactly what was going to happen. I told you it last week. No shot, no shot at Blacksburg, and there was no. It was worse than I thought. It was so bad. Jerkovic, his draft stock, gone. It's gone. It's gone after this year. And you know, it's like he couldn't have gone out last year because he was injured. But he's. I he can't. We have no one to block in front of him. He's running for his life, and he's he's making ter- he's a competitor. He's making terrible throws. I mean, it's just it is brutal to watch. Maybe say Flowers' stock is taking a hit, even though he's having a great year, and it's like you can't even have the time to find him. O line is already decimated. Now we lose two more guys. It is we're we're picking guys off, you know, from the chess club. We're picking guys off from the chess club to put in at offensive line right now. I literally, I can't even say, are we going to lose to Maine? Are we going to lose to Maine this weekend? I it's just, The line's not even out. I'm scared to see what it comes out at. Um, Dear God. But at least Notre Dame's 0-2 with us. I mean, that, and now their quarterback's injured. Drew Pin, Pine, Pin, I believe. He was a New Canaan, Connecticut guy. That's my original high school. That's where I was born in New Canaan. Um, he's probably the guy. Marcus Freeman, yikes. I said after the bowl game, something's not right here. And then you lose at home to Marshall. I said last week, something's not right here. 20, 20 points here at home. Vegas knew. Uh, and they Ve- and Vegas cashed in big. Marshall. Uh, that probably took out a ton of parlays. And, uh, you know, okay, a good loss for Ohio State. People were saying after week one. Turns into oh my god you lost to Marshall in front of in front of touchdown Jesus, um, now you're only minus ten and a half at home versus Cal. <sighs> Might have to play that. Might have to play that. I like another upset. Death taxes and Texas A and M being so damn overrated. They lose to App State. Chase Bryce, a guy who was not even he was the old Clemson quarterback, and then the Duke quarterback. Then he went to App State. Biggest win of his career for sure. Um, but Texas A and M is always so overrated, and so is Wisconsin. They lose at home. At least they lost to a Power Five opponent, I guess. Albeit Washington State, um, you know, a couple of bad losses. A lot of the programs just it was a decimating day this week. Alabama nearly had their season hanging in limbo. Texas almost took them out. Crazy weekend uh, in college football. They get one of those scares, but a win's a win. They're not going to be challenged for, I'm speaking of Bama still, until they head to Fayetteville, and we're going to have to talk to Andy Stoops about that one as Arkansas looks pretty good, that game coming up uh, on October 1st. Uh, with Ewers hurt, uh, you know, Texas showed me something this week, but I think Sark's going to return to its losing ways. Kind of a brutal schedule. You know, Big 12 looks a little bit stronger this year, albeit it's early. You got the Roadrunners, never a slouch. That's an interesting line to me. You're at Texas Tech, who just beat Houston. 
your home against West Virginia. West Virginia has lost to Kansas pretty embarrassingly. At Oklahoma, that's always going to be tough, obviously. Iowa State just beat Iowa. You're home for that one. At Oklahoma State, I think Oklahoma State might win the Big 12, even though they kind of had a weird, funky game against Central Michigan two weeks ago. Kansas State destroys Mizzou. Mizzou's tattered up. They're in shambles. TCU at KU never is a walk appears not to be a walkover anymore. And then versus Baylor. I mean, that's a that's kind of a grinder of a schedule. I could see Texas still kind of getting clipped uh, more multiple times, honestly. Let's take a look at this week. All it's just some interesting lines. Auburn's at home versus Penn State. This is a field goal game. Um, interesting, interesting to me. That's a good non-conference matchup. Usually the SEC has the advantage there. I think Penn State might be favored. I could be wrong. Texas Tech. Plus ten and a half at NC State. I might be eyeing that. West Virginia, uh, excuse me, Western Michigan plus eleven and a half at home versus Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh's cheeks. They just lost to Tennessee. Uh, they damn near lost to West Virginia, who lost to uh, KU obviously this week. And in Washington, look at this line movement. They're at home versus Michigan State. They were plus three and a half. They have moved to minus three. Something's up there. So that might be a Vegas nose kind of thing. I might be playing the Huskies at home. And then UTSA, I just talked about it, plus 11 at Texas. Um, don't know what to expect for Miami at Texas a and I'm sure Miami fans are pretty pumped up. Miami's a huge public side right now. The money pouring in on them. And Texas, Texas A&M's favored by seven and a half, which is very interesting to me. Um you know, it could be one of those weird games where they bounce back and take over. Miami struggled with Southern Mississippi. They ended up covering, but they struggled um, at the break for sure. They were almost down at one point. Uh, nice start for USC and Lane Kiffin. Um, excuse me, Lane Kiffin, Lincoln Riley. Uh, but this line versus Fresno is moving. Minus 16 and a half for USC at home to now 12 and a half. They've covered two Straight spread so far. Did they do it again? They nearly blew it versus Stanford, but they did get that cover. Again, death taxes, Bama, Georgia. I still think Bama is going to win after losing to the SEC title, as I said last week, to Georgia. Um, all right, let's talk baseball here, and then we'll get you out of here shortly on Corbett's Corner. Big-time sports weekend. So good to be back. Minnesota Twins, see you later. Uh, swept by the Guardians, four and a half out of the AL Central now, and they're going to miss the t- playoffs like I told you they would um, at the beginning of the season. Uh, Rocco Bolladelli will be gone. Guardians are doing this with a $28 million cheaper payroll than the Twins. Uh, the poll ads, something about this city is cursed. Um, Carlos Correa, 809 OPS. Solid, better than solid. Not $35 million solid. And uh, he's got a player option. And if I'm Carlos Correa, I am opting in. I am opting into that. Um, but who knows? I mean, the, the money right now is absurd. Maybe the Yankees get frustrated and they pay him 40, uh, maybe 38. You know, so maybe he opts out. But, uh, you know, he might be taking that poll ad money. Um, if the Twins were smart, they keep Sonny Gray. He's been great. You know, I was laughing at him, but he's been solid. Uh, you know, minuscule ERA. He's cheap on the team option for next year. I would exercise that option. Um, Miguel Sano, see you later. Gary Sanchez, see ya. Dylan Bundy, peace. Chris Archer has a $10 million mutual option. Uh, You might be shelling out some cash here, but see ya. Uh, This team's going to be the same next year, if not worse. Good news is the rest of the AL Central will be terrible again right there with you. 
Um, you really want to do something next year? Go after DeGrom, Verlander, Rodon. Um, if they all opt out, they have player options. Aaron Judge, Twins uniform? That'd be sick. That'd be sick. Um, but again, it's about do they want to come here? I argue Minnesota during the summer is absolutely fantastic. It's my personal endorsement for sure. And uh, who knows? But are the also willing to pay out that money after they pretty much just got robbed by Carlos Correa for a year? That's also a good question. Uh, Mets, Braves, down to the wire. Yanks, Rays, Jays, same. I think the AL is pretty locked up with what teams will be participating, just where they will align in the wild card AL East. Uh, Cardinals have it locked up, but again, what's going to happen come playoff time? Knowing my luck, they're going to get swept out of the playoffs. Um, I would love for the Brewers to miss the playoffs as an NL Central foe, but it's probably going to be them battling with San Diego, maybe Philadelphia. Freddie Freeman stealing Goldie's triple crown. Uh, he's actually starting to fall off a bit because he was so red hot in August. Um, you know, can he pick it up? Can he steal it right back? Uh, we'll see. Uh, will Albert do it? Three away, 697. He passes A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez, and he's three away from 700. Incredible season. Incredible. Um, it's been special. And I I feel bad because I really, I've been following it, haven't really been watching it that hard. And that's just, it's weird for me. Baseball is like, I follow it, but to really get yourself to watch every single game uh, day in, day out for, what, three hours? You know, I just don't have I my schedule's crazy. I can't do that. Um, you know, but obviously I like following it. Um, and I look forward to watching playoffs, obviously, but I feel a little bad as a fan, you know. Obviously, if I was still in SDL, I'd be going to games, right? That's my background here. I'd be right up in ballpark village. Um, will judge do it? 55 bombs, six away from the tie, seven away from beating Roger Maris. He kind of fell off a little bit as well. I got an interesting question here. Is the closer extinct? Kenley Jansen leads the lead with 33 saves. I feel like that's a small number to lead the lead in saves. And it's like, isn't it kind of archaic of a philosophy to just have one guy be the guy that can get you a three outs in a three-run game? I feel like the Major League Baseball right now has so many of these guys that throw absolute disgusting stuff, 100-mile-per-hour fastball, wipe you off, change up, and they're just coming out of the bullpen and just breeding them in the minors. Why not just have a rotating, get three to four, just have a bullpen of guys that can get those that are can get those three outs in clutch situations and you know keep everyone fresh. Uh closer by committee. I think the position in general might be dying. Um, you know, as you see the starter kind of losing a little steam too. You got the opener now. Um, and I think that's something that's kind of been lost is, hey, it's not just one guy in the ninth anymore. It's like, hey, we've got a couple of these guys that we look to in clutch situations because you're going to need that in the playoffs um, where every out counts. Uh, lastly, tennis. Awesome to watch. Uh, I was at it last year. wish I could have been at it this year because Carlos, Carlos Alcaraz is the future. U.S. Open has always been the wild card of the four majors the last decade. No repeat winner at the U.S. Open since 2008 when Federer did it. But it does appear that Novak Nadal-Federer might be kind of infiltrated by Alcaraz there as he's the new world one number one in tennis. Uh, incredible. So the final major of the year in what's been a great year. It was uh, Nadal at the Australian Open. 
Nadal at the French, right? Death taxes Nadal on the Roland Garros clay. And then uh, Djokovic repeated as Wimbledon. He's done it four times in a row. And then the surprise was Alcaraz, right? So good on him. Also, though, of note, Djokovic wasn't allowed to compete because he's not vaccinated. So is there an asterisk next to it? Would he have had to go through Djokovic? That's uh, interesting to think about. As Medvedev was, uh, he was the defending champion. He went out to Kyrgios uh, early. So it was fun to see Tiafo had the run of the you know decade for the U.S. tennis, for men's tennis, since Andy Roddick. So that was fun to watch. Carlos eventually beat him and then went on to feed Casper Rude, his new no slouch in his own right. Uh, tennis, love it. Alcaraz, the future. Uh, good to be back here. Sports, love it. Corbett's Corner. Uh, good to be with you. We'll talk to you on winging it returning this week. Excited about that. And we'll talk to Ricky Larson later in the week so we can win you some money again for fantasy football, DFS, et cetera. Talk to you.